This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Attention, ditto heads. Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And welcome to your Valentine's Day edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. So glad you could join us. If you'd like to be on the telephones with us today, 800 848-WABC is that number to call. It is Tuesday. That means we will have a chance to speak with America's undocumented anchorman, the one, the only, the legendary Mark Stein will join us shortly. So much in the news. There is tragedy, of course, in the news in Michigan Another one of these mass shootings at a school, university. And, of course, you have Democrats, as they do when any of these things happen, and they happen too often in this country, losing their minds. Another one has said, F your thoughts and prayers. He used the actual word. F your thoughts and your prayers. To all of those who wish to express their sentiments, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer asserted that mass shootings like the one that happened at Michigan State University is a uniquely American problem. It is not. Now, it may happen here more than it happens in other places, but mass shootings, mass stabbings, mass killings, they happen. Sadly, and in America, we can all say that they happen too much. And F your prayers and thoughts doesn't help with that. There are other things in the news. Chris Christie, former governor of the state of New Jersey, has decided that um, the jeering that Joe Biden endured during his State of the Union address is a bridge too far. It's a big mistake, he says. You don't want to rise to the bait. They did. A number of them did. It was a big mistake. Big deal. I mean, I wonder if Chris Christie ever watched the House of Commons over. I mean, come on already with this nonsense. Like, anyone really cares. But, oh, there's Chris Christie, Mr. Expert. The jeering that Joe Biden took, oh, that's just a bridge too far. I'll close it. There is a study today that says remote work. Those of you who are working from home and have not come back to the office, so far you are costing 
New York City over $12 billion annually. $12 billion. Nikki Haley running for president. I watched the three-and-a-half-minute speech that Nikki did. It was a very good speech. There's an article today in The Hill. Nikki Haley is called the the check-the-box candidate. She checks a lot of boxes, and Republicans, of course, have to decide whether they want just someone who checks the usual political boxes or whether they want to go completely out of the box again, as they did with Donald Trump. Dianne Feinstein, calling it quits. DiFi says no mas. I, w- I wonder if her driver could interpret that in Chinese. You know, she had a Chinese spy driver for a long time. No mas. I mean, Democrats have mercilessly been pounding her over the fact that she is among their elder stateswomen. She has had an illustrious career, starting with, she's 89 years old. You may remember those of you old enough, starting with the assassination attempt. The, she was there, part of that city council, when Harvey Milk was killed in San Francisco. Yes, indeed. We are going to... Uh, cover some of the other news today but it is Valentine's Day being Valentine's Day we like to celebrate with music but some of the other things that we will touch upon well Mark and I have we, there are some things I just have to talk about with Mark But just so you know, there is a study. You can find this at AmericanWireNews.com. A scientific study has now found that mask, wearing your mask, made little to no difference in the fight against COVID. Isn't that a shocker? Here's another shocker. We won't have a lot of time to get to this. MSNBC host said she had to get permission in order to criticize Hillary Clinton. Anyway, this is Michael Henderson. Valentine Day love on this Valentine's Day, and we so appreciate you being here for Valentine's Day. If you want to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We'll be back with Mark Stein in just a few minutes.
Talk Radio 77 WABC. He's always mistakenly British. Teen crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. The legend, Mark Stein. Yes, who floats his own balloons out there from time to time, and they never get <laughs> shot down. <laughs> no, that's my preferred mode of travel. You don't need the vaccine passports if you just glide across international frontiers in your beautiful weather, weather, not surveillance, not uh, EMP, uh, nuclear attack, just your weather balloon. I must say on this, uh, what is it today, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day, yes. No, 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 Valentine's Day. I am Valentine. the... Yeah, Valentine's Day, and I loved listening to you uh, talking over that perfume ad saxophone you had uh, in the... Because that's basically... All, I forget, I think you were talking... Were you talking... Uh, what were you talking about there? I can't remember whether it was the debt ceiling or whatever, but it's amazing how romantic. So if, if you're planning a candlelit dinner for two and you just put the perfume ad saxophone music on, you can talk about the debt ceiling and, uh, and the chicks will dig it just because of that perfume ad sax. Well, I've got some more perfume <laughs> sex... Add the uh, saxophone from the very best. Um, you know, a few a few days ago, I had a listener calling and wanted to know uh, how come we didn't play any of the uh, crooners. And I said, okay, I'm going to play one, but I'm going to play. I'm going to mix. It. I'm going to play Johnny Hartman and John. Oh Coltrane. yeah. Oh So yeah. later in the program, I'm going to do that. Mm. Now, Mark, how come the Canadian? How, answer me this, please. Riddle me this, Mark. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. There's. There's a, a white nationalist balloon floating over Canada, uh, over Canada, right. your 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 homeland, right? Yeah. And the Canadian Air Force doesn't scramble. The Canadian military doesn't go into full DEFCON six. They ask Joe Biden, "Hey Joe, can you shoot that thing down for us?" Or Joe volunteers to shoot it down. I don't know what happens. How does it um, a, a a Chinese balloon flying over Canada hmm. end up being shot down by Americans. And what does that say for the poor people over in Moldova? I mean, they they have a balloon over there yeah. in Moldova. And are, are they going to call the Canadians to shoot it down? What's going to happen here? Well, you make a, a good point. The In fairness, there's this thing called NORAD, which is mutual... North American air defense between the United States Air Force and the Royal Canadian Air Force, uh, which has certainly been at important times in world history uh, a significant air force. And I would love it if they'd said, oh, sorry, we can't shoot down the... <laughs> the sinister balloon over the Yukon because we've had to go to Moldova to shoot the, down the balloon over Moldova. What we need, I, th I think this shows how we actually need a world balloon. You know, like the World Health Organization right. did, did such a great job with uh, all the COVID and all that. I think we need a world balloon organization because clearly, 
you know, the war on terror hasn't worked out. It was turned, you know, turned into a disaster ending with the fall of Kabul. So uh, a war on balloons might actually be something that we could actually accomplish. So I'm all in favor. I, in fact, I, <laughs> I bet you at some point, because these balloons are turning up everywhere, not just in obvious places like the Yukon, but in Moldova, which is, you know, I, I, I like Moldova, don't get me wrong. Um, I always think of it as Bessarabia, and in fact, it was my planned escape route when I was in Ukraine. Getting out via Moldova was my planned escape route because I thought it was more likely. Uh, but I don't, uh, you know, so you got the Yukon balloons, you got Moldova balloons. I mean, this thing is going global very fast. Panic, run, head for the hill. Oh, no, the balloons can get you in the hills. Head somewhere where there are no places balloons can go. Oh, wait, no, that's everywhere. So I think the war on balloons needs to be the next big thing. Well, if you can't take a balloon, take a train. I mean, what could possibly go wrong in a train? Mm. Old school, old school technology. Mm. Mm. Just don't go through (laughs) Ohio. don't Don't go through Palestine, Ohio in particular. No, do you know this thing, just before this happened in Ohio, uh, which is, I happen happened to see, they've got, I can't, don't know whether it's strikes or whatever it is uh, over in London. And I happened, so the trains aren't operating. And I happened to see a bus that said, choo-choo, I'm your morning train, painted on the side. And I thought, this is pathetic. You know, we're, we're at a time when basic... Uh, Basic societal services don't, like trains, don't work, and we think it's cute and funny. No, it might have been cute and funny the first time, but it's not now. I mean, this this is the world we're in. Basic services don't work. This was a train accident in Ohio. Nobody seems to know why it is. Uh, the Secretary of Transportation is busy talking instead about how there are too many white construction workers. I don't know what... I don't know what uh, what race the people running this train were. Uh, I don't know what race the people running the cleanup operation after the train crash were. The guys who are responsible for this toxic cloud over Ohio. Um, but it's interesting to me when you have something like the school shooting in Uvalde and they have the press conference, and there and there's 187 different federal, state, county, and municipal agencies who are all crowding around the microphone, desperate to have their 10 minutes in the spotlight. None of, no agencies of any kind seem to have been able to accomplish anything remotely safe or efficient after this Ohio uh, crash. Uh, and, and, and again, just to go back to that bus side, uh, basic services now do not work. Uh, I, I used to have a line, oh, the planes will soon be dropping out of the sky. And the planes are not yet dropping out of the sky, but the trains are derailing and going toxic in Ohio. We have a problem here. Vinyl chlorine, uh, diethylene glycol, poly, polypropylene glycol, yeah. propylene glycol, yeah. polyethylene and let's see, polyvinyl and petroleum stuff yeah, all yeah. up in smoke. And yeah. for a while, people, the government's first reaction was, ah, don't worry about it, everything is safe. Yeah. Well, apparently some people that tried to get back in their homes had to evacuate again because they started having symptoms in their yeah. homes. And no one will tell people exactly how serious this is, what the long term, what happens when all these chemicals mix together and go up in smoke. 
Does it affect the water table in the area? I mean, there's a lot of information that we still don't know about this, and it wasn't even covered heavily no. in the beginning. It was almost as if this thing happened and there was a media blackout. In fact, uh, my engineer Scott sent me a story um, today with a video from, from, I think it was Epic Times, um, about the media blackout that took place when this train derailed. It was just, if in, for most of the mainstream press, it didn't happen. No, and it's weird because, uh, you know, there's a derailment and then there's the bungled response to the derailment and then there's the media silence about the bungled response to the derailment. But And by the way, this is all from a, uh, a political class and a media that all oh, climate change, the environment, we love the environment, we must protect the environment. And they basically just said, ah, oh, you know, it was just a little rinky-dink train crash, but how about we turn it into Chernobyl? I mean, this, this, uh, this is a... The, the, and Buttigieg actually, uh, actually embodies the problem here. He's a man who should not be Secretary of State... Uh, Secretary of Transportation, because I, I saw some tweet uh, the other day that said uh, Buttigieg is doing such a bad job as Secretary of Transportation that for the first time people know the name of the Secretary of Transportation. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, and this idea, oh, yeah, the problem with construction workers is too many of them are white. <laughs> yeah, they don't you know, look like the neighborhoods they serve in, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. Well, I don't I mean, even. I don't of... even. I don't even know. I mean, I take it he would be happy if there were more transgender construction workers. But the trans uh, we've got instead transgenders are all admirals in the U.S. Uh, Navy, like uh, Admiral Rachel Levine with her spectacular bosom. So the fact is, when you have the uh, when you have when you have elite promotion to some of these top jobs in the cabinet like isn't he the first gay secretary of transportation so i, I don't know so. i don't know what that has got i don't know what being gay has to do with being able to be a secretary of transportation any more than what being white has to do with a construction worker but i mean when you have the, when these become your priority you were talking about checking the boxes with nikki haley when you have a, a, a you know, Biden boasts about, oh, this is the first transgender Muslima to serve as Secretary of the Interior. You can't, when you promote and you hire on that basis, uh, don't be surprised when the trains start crashing and everything, because you're not looking for, you, you, your world has become nowhere else, nowhere else, not in Russia, not in China, not in Iran, do they think this is a sensible basis on which to hire? Oh, look, where you know, you can check the boxes when it's something inconsequential, like who's going to be a president. But when you're checking the boxes on someone who has to do an actual job, like decide whether or not to release all those chemicals into the air over Ohio, you should actually be looking for other qualifications than, uh, than, than the uh, sexual orientation or the gender identity. Now, Republicans, Mark, shifting gears, are, according to Reuters, yeah. the Republican hardliners, and mm -hmm. that would be right, that would, you would be included in that bunch, even if they <laughs> included Republican hardliners. Yeah, hardliners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can yeah. afford to say no 
<laughs> to the U.S. debt ceiling increase, and Reuters finally tells us why. They can afford to say no to raising the debt ceiling increase because mostly small donors fund their campaigns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. I love it. You, you emailed me this story, and I read it, and I love it the way it assumes that, oh, you know, the, these, these people are holding up the increase in the debt ceiling. Uh, the, debt's, the debt is at uh, $31.5 trillion, and uh, that's really not good enough, not if we're uh, going to have the first uh, transgendered Ohio train driver <laughs> in place. Uh, and uh, well, we looked into these people who are holding it up, and what do you know? They, they're not taking money from big business like normal politicians do they're they're dependent on this uh weird creepy fringe group of people called uh what are, what are they called american citizens, citizens. What, what, what the hell is up with that you know you let you let uh you let american citizens start determining policy and there goes your self-governing republic right there i mean the way this story is written is Bonk. Do you know, every every American, this is why, you know, Globocorp International telling you, ah, don't bother about that debt sale. You know, it's 31 and a half trillion. What's another 15 trillion on top of that? Uh, the, 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 the minute, the, in reality, it's taxpayers who are on the hook, and the debt is already at a quarter million dollars per taxpayer. And no one in human history has ever paid off uh, $31.5 trillion in debt. I mean, so just uh, that's America has to pay, the federal government has to pay back $31.5 trillion just to get back to being broke, just to get back to having nothing in its pocket. And this idea that this, oh, the debt, it's just like, it's a ritual. It's like the State of the Union. You know, the president comes in and he's glad-handing everybody. And then he gets to the podium and says, uh, how about we up the uh, debt ceiling to 40 trillion? It should just be automatic. That's what these people want. And in the end, it will tank the dollar and tank the country. Now, uh, the one last story, and that concerns... The Mark Stein Cruise, which I am happily going on in January. I yeah. have a suggestion for entertainment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it appears New York Post says at the Super Bowl, I didn't watch it, sadly. Mm. I don't know whether you watched the Super Bowl or not. No, no. I, I can't. I can't. You know, uh, I always used to wind up guest hosting for Rush on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Cause he right. under, <laughs> and I would just be bluffing my way through. So, oh, I love the Super Bowl. I, I always think it's so moving when they sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game in the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> and people would be like, what? He's faking it. <laughs> and uh, so... I am entirely ignorant of all aspects of the Super Bowl. Well, the halftime show featured the stellar performance from Rihanna. <clears throat> I heard Rihanna yesterday on the show. We, they played some Rihanna for me mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, never mind. Anyway, Rihanna apparently is just a superb... She's just an amazing entertainer. During the performance, she grabbed her... She's pregnant. She grabbed her crotch... Mm -hmm. And I guess, and then put her fingers up to her nose to smell it. Mm -hmm. And people think that, wow, this is just, this uh, is the, so, I, Mark, we've got a cruise coming up. <laughs> we've, we, you're going to need some entertainment on yeah. this cruise. <laughs> I, I am not going to put my hand on your crotch. And then, <laughs> not I'm, not go, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. Now, we all know this is like hallowed. 
show business. You were talking about Johnny Hartman and John Coltrane uh, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, they were renowned for putting their hands on oh, their crotch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. that's the, uh, you know, John Coltrane could play the crotch like nobody else on earth. It was just spectacular. <laughs> um, and uh, this is this is actually what it's... <laughs> This is actually what it's come down. You know, when I when I look back at the, all the gr- great American uh, great American music that's been written over the years, my old Kentucky home. You know, the song's okay, but what I really liked was the way Stephen Foster and the Christie Minstrels would all grab their crotch in unison uh, when they performed it. It's just like it's it's a part of it's it's Americana. Nothing is more uh, nothing is more American than grabbing your crotch during Over the Rainbow, White Christmas, whatever. There isn't a single song that isn't uh, improved by a crotch uh, a crotch grab. You know, you can have some. You, you have these songs that okay, like Hotel California. It goes on forever. If any song could use like. Three crotch grabs during it. It's like hotel Bohemian. Bohemian. I don't want to hit. I don't want to see Bohemian Rhapsody without at least half a dozen crotch grabs. Well, so we will have entertainment on the Mark Stein cruise, and please tell everybody how they may go about joining us on the cruise. And uh, bring your own uh, grabber for your own. Yeah, and and we'll have uh, we'll have uh, you'll be on the cruise, and Michelle Buckman uh, will be on the cruise, and you can find out more about it by going to MarkSteinCruise.com or SteinOnline.com, and that's Stein with a Y. As in, why do I have to listen to this awful guy talking about putting crotch grabs in the middle of White Christmas? <laughs> Mark Stein, as always, thank you, my friend. We look forward to chatting up with you next. Mark, I have do I have one other quick thing with you. There is a story, and Mark, we do not have time to do this justice. Mm. So maybe one day we can figure out a way. This story about Microsoft and the conservative media that they were suppressing with this other group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington Examiner did a story. RushLimbaugh.com was on the list. They're yeah, 39. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that means you. And then yeah, there's no. a bigger list of 1,000, and no doubt you are on it. Yep, no, this whole idea of disinformation and where fact-checkers, these are all rubbish, phony professions and they've and actually since the covid years they've actually killed people suppressing uh, suppressing the widest possible discourse uh, on covid and the vaccines and all the rest of it we need uh, not to mention the new york post and hunter biden and everything free speech is uh, the the throttling of free speech by these companies is actually killing self-government in the western world right now Mark Stein, on, hey, we will catch up with you next week, Mark. Thanks so much. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, both Snurdly's Rush Hour. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. 
And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Talk Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush, Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 on Valentine's Day, 2023. You, me, and Luther. And there I see what happiness really means. The love that we share makes life so sweet. Happy Valentine's Day from all of us here at WABC. Vandross brings us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Ryan is so young, and Ryan knows all the Luther Vandross. Ryan, how in the world are you so hip to Luther? Oh, well, of course, you know, from when he was with Change. But also, I remember this song specifically. There was a commercial that ran when I was little. It was called uh, Time Life's Ultimate Love Songs. And it was a commercial, and they had these two CDs, and this song was on one of them. Wow. Awesome, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's going to have a good Valentine's Day night. We can tell that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and Scott, if your package doesn't get to your wife it today. Got there. It, did. it got delivered. Well, well you got, got saved. Delivered. Yes, I did. You yes, got did. saved. The lovely fruit basket has arrived at the airplane store. Wonderful. Repair shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a story that I am going to hold for Derek Hunter because I want to get to you on the phones. Uh, and Derek Hunter is with us every week. And Derek uh, broadcasts from down in uh, another market, down in Baltimore. But I just want to read you a paragraph from this story. And I'm going to hold this story. This is one of the most upsetting stories that I've read. Now, you want to know why we on the Republican side talk about school choice. You And I want for all of you liberals who always whine about Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, Here's a sentence from a paragraph from this story. The headline, and the story can be found at bizpackreview.com, bizpackreview.com, 23 Baltimore schools show zero students proficient in math. The taxpayers are funding their own demise. Here is one of the paragraphs, recent test results analyzed by Project Baltimore, an investigative team from Fox 45 found that out of 2,000 students participating in a state math test from 23 different schools, not a single one was capable 
of doing math at their grade level. Not one out of 2,000 students, not one able to do math on grade level. Not one. Let us head to the telephones, shall we? Elmwood Park in, uh, hello, Rick, how are you? How you doing? That's that's the same issue we're talking about. I was going to uh, mention Mark Stein. He's one of my heroes because he was one of the few voices of reason years ago, turned me on to the climate scam. Um, but the whole thing is they want to keep the children stupid because if they're smart and they can do math, when Al Gore says something like the oceans are boiling, they won't know the difference between 212 degrees and 68 degrees, which is what the Pacific Ocean actually is. Right. Rick, thank you for the call. And Mark Stein is a hero. He's still fighting this climate business in the courts, by the way. So, um, yes, he is a hero, has been a hero, and will be a hero. He really does uh, take it on. Thank you so much. Sandy in Minnesota. How are you, Sandy? Just fine. Good. What's on your mind this afternoon? Well, I just was reminded of that song that Rush used to play about riding in the beautiful balloon. I know he used to play it. He used to play it for a different different reason. He played it for the condom updates. That was the condom update that he used to use. Oh, I know. Maybe it's time to bring it back for these balloons flying over our country. Yes. I like that. Yes, absolutely. The fifth dimension up, up, and away. And, um, and yes, boy, you have a good memory, Sandy. And our beautiful, our beautiful balloon. I miss Rush, don't you? Oh, hell yeah. Every day. Thank you for the call. Do appreciate it. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Sandy. Thank you. Love right back. Mike in Oceanside. How are you, Mike? Hey, Bo, how are you? Haven't spoken to you in a while. I just want to discuss... Yesterday's conversation that you had with uh, Curtis about the Super Bowl, it was disgusting. I was watching that with my grandkids, and she's there up there grabbing her crouch. That's, that's like, unbelievable. Um, you know, Not I'm just done, grabbing it, but that. then sniffing. It's grab and sniff. Yes. Grab and sniff, and that's it. We're done with football. We're not watching that anymore. Also, I wanted to also say that when you guys are talking about music, and the greatest entertainer and stuff like that. Okay. The greatest entertainer of all time was not Sinatra or Elvis or Jackson. It was Al Jolson. That's number one. Number two, if you remember the Cleftones, Herb Cox, lead singer of the Cleftones, he said that Frankie Lyman was the Michael Jackson of his time. That's how great he was. And I Frankie believe- Lyman was great. And I'm not going to deny Al Jolson was not a great entertainer, but greatest of all time, you and me would argue That's about that one. Not, well, you know what? They had that in the book. If you call, if you even ask, if you ask Alexa, when they do it, they'll tell you the same thing, but that's what it was. Well, Frankie somebody wrote Lyman. the book. It's time. There was no Michael Jackson when that book was written. There was no Sinatra when that book was written. Well, Their careers hadn't well, even I, happened. So, I, Mike, I love you, man. I got to run. We got to head to a break here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We are coming back. It is our Valentine's Day edition. More of your calls are coming up on WABC. Stevie Wonder takes us into the break. One of my favorite love songs of all time. 
from the Inner Visions album, an album that won Stevie four Grammys. This is Golden Lady. Looking in your eyes, kind of heaven eyes, closing both my eyes, waiting for surprise to see the heaven in your eyes is not so far. Cause I'm not afraid to try and go with it. Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77, Valentine's Day, hoping you will have the best Valentine's Day of your life with the person, persons, or whoever it is that you love. Luther Von Dross brings us back. Not even one sad day or minute have I had since you've come my way. You know I'd gladly go anywhere you take me. It's so amazing to be now. I follow you to the moon. Let's get back to the telephones here. It's a short time we have left. John in Staten Island, you've been waiting. Thank you very much for your patience. How are you? Turn down that radio, John. Okay, let's. John's having a conversation. Let's go to Jim in Center Reach. Jim, how are you? Thank you for waiting. Hey, Bo. Long time listener. Uh, retired teacher, taught in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, was sick and tired back then of the fights, arguments, but not killings between the younger girls who are fighting over boys. Now, my theory, only a theory, no proof yet, the 14-year-old girl in Jersey who committed suicide, why did the girls gang up and beating the hell out of her as they did? My theory is that it's over boys. She was going out with a boy, probably 16 or 17, probably, you know, idolized by some other girls, and there you have the toxic relationship. The purpose of my call is not to go over that, that poor girl's death, is to remind parents that they got to keep their 14-year-old girls from these older kids. Um, we just went through this with one of my grandkids. It, it, it was just, oh, my God, you, we don't want it. They're 14 to 15. The boys are 16 or 17, and it, it's not a good thing. So as a per- public service, I wanted to call and say, Parents, wake up. You can't, your 14 year old girls can't be going out with boys. Not when they're 15, 16 years old. No way. There's, there's no benefit to it whatsoever. They're not learning anything. Um, talk oh, they're learning plenty. Yeah, oh, they're well, learning the plenty. That's the problem. I, I and don't that's, even go that's... into abortion and all that. I'm not even go there. I don't even have to go there. But it does cause problems in the hallways with the girls. I can't tell but you. But here's the thing here's the thing that causes a real problem. You know, and first of all, Jim, I would love for you to call back and talk to us about your 30 years in the classroom. 
There's a new story today about how violent this school district is, or this particular school. Yes, yes, yes. And that has to be addressed, too. There's also something else that has to be addressed, Jim, and that is the main component behind all of it, morals. If I don't care whether you're going out with it. There are plenty of 14-year-olds that went out with 17-year-olds that didn't end up in a suicide, that didn't end up in a gang beating. That is something that happens when you have kids, a group of kids that have no moral foundation. And other kids wouldn't think about doing this. There are so many kids that are raised properly all around the country that wouldn't even think of this kind of violence. The real problem, the underlying problem, is a lack of a moral foundation that would allow these kids to think that this behavior is somehow acceptable or okay. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are at the final moments of our Valentine's Day program here on WABC. I want to do something special for you today. We had a call last week from a beautiful lady. She was asking about some of the vocalists, the crooners of the day, the Frank Sinatras, the others. And I, I said, you know, there's a crooner that I really love. His name is Johnny Hartman. He did an album with John Coltrane. This was a pairing of two greats the greatest saxophone player in many people's uh, estimation of the last two centuries, maybe. John Coltrane and the voice of Johnny Hartman, a superb vocalist himself. And so for this Valentine's Day, it is a familiar song, but I'd like to leave you with this from John Coltrane, from Johnny Hartman, my one and only love. The very thought of you makes my heart sing like an April breeze on the wings of spring, and you appear in all. WABC wishing you the very best Valentine's Day 2023. I feel your lips so warm and tender My one and only love The touch of your hand is like heaven A heaven that I've never known the blush on your cheek whenever I speak tells me that you are my own. Here's an idea, fellas. Grab this song and grab your girl's name. Fill my eager heart with Turn the lights down low. Every kiss you give. 
pull her close to you. Sets my soul on fire. And have I give myself in sweet surrender. May God bless all of you. My one and only. Each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. God willing, here on WABC. My